There's only one way we're going to be able to beat them. By kicking their asses so hard, they shit themselves. You got to take things to the next level. We're going to teach an aggression stronger than anything Cobra Kai can throw at us. They strike first. We'll pre-strike. Okay, we'll get Welcome to Cobra Kai. Doesn't matter if you're a loser or a nerd or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series Cobra Kai. Are you ready? then fall in jose what's up brother man nothing much man happy new year to you and all the listeners man 22 started off on a great on the right foot you yes, know sir. that's season four who god how many times have you watched it i watched it from beginning to end twice so the, the first twice. time when it came out december 31st and then throughout the weekend i watched it again um with with my daughter i actually watched some episodes with her she had actually watched the first couple of them and then we finished it man how about you yeah i've only was able to get to watch it twice i wanted to watch it a third time man but uh like i was telling you man that i guess that uh waking up early took out took out more of me than i thought so you know i had to rest up a little bit but uh my son uh noah caught the last two episodes and he was like blown away he was you know, but we'll get yeah he was hooked so i'm I'm going to definitely make some time to watch the entire, um, a whole season with him. Oh, really? That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. Yeah. yeah, she she liked it too. I don't, she really doesn't really say much, man. So she's a, she's a preteen, bro. She's about to be 13 in a couple of months. So I'm kind of, yeah, I'm not wanting to speak bad about her, but you know, uh, they stop talking. You know what I'm saying? When they're little kids, you're, you're still in that phase, bro. You know, you're still yeah. where they're young and, you know, but once they start getting into that preteen, they, they, they don't talk as much, man. So, but she enjoyed it. I mean, we were watching it together, you know, so, uh, I think she liked it. I mean, I don't, I, th- I think, I don't know, but anyways, <laughs> man, uh, it's good to be back, brother. So what we're doing here, if you're a first time listener, I just want to thank you, Jose and I want to thank you for tuning in to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. Uh, but if you're not, if you're returning, you know, listener, Hey, thank you as well. But I want to, before I begin, bro, before we begin talking about um, episode one from season four. I just want to give a shout out to Jason Hyman from Atlanta, Georgia. So Jason actually tweeted us today and saying that he enjoyed our season four review. So he listened to our season four oh, review. So Jason awesome. out there in Atlanta, thank you so much for listening. And for everybody else who's listened to us, hey, just continue. Feel free to tweet us. Feel free to, you know, message us on Instagram or whatever. And more than anything, hey, feel free to share the podcast. Make sure if you're listening on Spotify to hit that follow button. If you're listening on apple or google podcast make sure to subscribe to the podcast and again if you have time leave a review you know because that does a lot for us that spreads the word that hey our cobra kai podcast is one to listen to and there's a lot of one there's a lot of podcasts out there on cobra kai and i'm sure there's some great ones out there but hey we're honored and privileged that you've chose to listen to us and so thank you jose you want to say anything about that well, again, just shout out to Jason for reaching out to us, man, and for, you know, listening. We really appreciate it. And to everyone, you know, who listens, we appreciate it. And just to echo what you said, you know, yeah, there's, a, you know, a lot of content creators, but, you know, you guys take the time to listen to us and we're more than grateful, more than thankful. And we just want to wish you all the best in 2022 and looking forward to reviewing uh, season four. <laughs> for sure. I love that. Yeah. So I'm going to. I'm going to uh, echo Jose's sentiment there. We want to wish you a great 2022. So this is how we do it. Again, if you're a first time listener, we're gonna we're not going to break down each scene. We're going to talk about our favorite scenes. We're going to talk about uh, just connections that we have, whether in the Karate Kid universe or in cinema. Because if you know anything about the big three, John, Josh, Hayden, they always connect to different films that we like and we enjoy, which is probably another reason why we like the show so much. So and then we're just going to talk about, you know, just the, the insight, you know, the wisdom that we gain. That's one of the things that I've always said that I think separates us from other, you know, Cobra Kai podcasts is that, hey, we we'd like to dig deeper. Right. We like to just jump in deeper and see what the message is that we can take to apply to our life. So anyways, man, let's just go ahead and get started. Right. Episode one was entitled or is entitled 
Let's begin. And so let me read the brief synopsis. And it goes like this. Johnny and Daniel combine dojos, but their opposing styles immediately clash. Kreese tries to persuade a former partner to rejoin him at Cobra Kai. So, Monty, you had the honor, brother. Start us off by telling us one of your favorite scenes. Well, really, I'm going to start with uh, the Terry Silver intro. We knew they had teased it, the big three, all over social media. We knew um, Thomas Ian Griffin was going to be in season four. It wasn't no secret. And I didn't expect the big three to start off with him at the at the intro. I did. I mean, they didn't waste any time bringing him out. Major props on his p- piano skills. <laughs> yeah, I heard he could truly play. Is that right? Yeah. Did, you, did you read that as well? Yeah. No, I didn't read that, but I was. I just. Uh, I thought that that. I mean, I assumed that that was him. Okay. You know, yeah. playing it and not a stunt double or fill in or something. And so, just you know, hey, major props. And uh, this particular scene, I think, kind of sets the tone or like the thesis of the the entire season, which is something we mentioned in our um, in our review. And that is unpredictable. And the reason I say unpredictable, uh, in part three, you know, when Kreese went to visit Silver at his mansion, he was like ecstatic, (laughs) you know, happy to see him. He was like, Johnny, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a good Silver impression, brother. I like that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I tried, you know. And uh, but things appear to have changed because he receives the phone call from uh, Kreese and he's like, hey, been a long time. And. Silver doesn't even answer. He just hangs up. And so it kind of left us like, it was kind of like the shock back value for me. Like, oh, what's changed? What happened? Yeah. You know, just questions. And of course, we're going to get the answers, yeah. you know, as, as we go. So I don't want to give that too much away. But I just wanted to start that with that scene because, you know, um, the unpredictability of it, you know, like what happened? You know, so right there, I'm kind of like hooked. Like, what's going on? Why is Silver increase? what's the riff i guess yeah for sure i wrote that as well i I put that down silver hung up on crease so it's kind of that question mark why did he do that so i'm with you with that and yeah i definitely had that because we weren't expecting that you know we we had the opportunity to watch episode one the tuesday so a couple of days before it came out on december 31st and we were both we were together and we were both like damn you know silver already you know so silver came out straight from the from the get go so yeah definitely that was a scene that it was engaging it, it caught our attention quick so i think that's what the big 3 were going with with that scene so i'll go to my first favorite scene and it's just hey the beginning right so let's begin and it's immediately uh following how season three ended right because that's what they said you know cope you know are you ready let's begin so but with that we see that daniel and johnny are already having conflict you know their 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 (laughs) philosophies are already different and so you know daniel saying this stuff and then you know johnny my boy johnny right he's like no we bite first right and and just different things right the whole lineup breathe follow me and and i just love when uh mitch hits hits nate right and mitch takes down nate's on and he yeah he takes him down and so it was just that was just a funny scene, man. Uh, Fighting positions. Right leg back. Front kick. Ready? Shit, dude. I'm sorry. Ready? Fight. Hey, 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 hey. You're just swinging at each other. Don't you teach any defense? Best defense is more offense. Why do you have a rock in the middle of your dojo? Fight. I like what Johnny asked. Why do you have a rock in the middle of your dojo? So it's just just the comedy aspect of it. And then even, you know, again, you're seeing the contrast, right? The Just the different philosophies. You know, Daniel's all about wax on, wax off. And Johnny's about cleaning the van. I like that, right? You know, it's just, uh, hey, if you, uh, you, if you find any uh, coins, that's mine. So, but again, very different, right? Johnny's training compared to Daniel's training. So again, we see that conflict. We even get the Rocky Five, you know, reference there, right? You're going to, hey, we're going to get sued. And he's like, sue me for what? So uh, uh, it, was, it was pretty good, man. You want to add anything to that? Yes, definitely. That's one of the scenes I also took down, um, you know, and you pretty much hit the he- the nail on the head with everything, you know, they're, they're in conflict. Uh, one of the things I just shook down is season three ended in such dramatic fashion, you know, with the in the air cover. And, you know, it just left you wanting more like, oh, my God, what what's next? 
And then, of course, at the beginning of season four, they it kind of or it picks up, right? Where, immediately, where it picks it up immediately. Yeah. Immediately, yeah, yeah. It picks up immediately. And one thing that I noticed is uh, both Johnny and Daniel, their characters, did not plan this through because they seemed like they didn't know what to do next. It was all like talk good. It sounded good on paper, but they had no idea. Yeah. What yeah. to do? So they start improvising, and Daniel starts giving um, a speech about how they're going to take down Cobra Kai, and it's just not going well. And then um, a couple of quotes that I took down really is what Daniel says: "Rivalries don't have to, don't need to last forever." And then what Johnny said something like, uh, "They strike first, but we'll pre-strike." <laughs> <laughs> and I always love those those uh, those those cuts, you know. So it goes from. Yeah. Daniel to Johnny. I love those cuts, man. You know, in the the way that it's just filmed and put together. So I love that production value of it. Because again, like you said, you know, Daniel's trying to come in with his philosophy, but yes. then you see Johnny coming in with his philosophy, right? Like exactly what you just said, you know. Uh we we pre-strike, so <laughs> that's, that's funny, man. I <laughs> that like was that, funny. man. All right, brother, where are you going with next? The next one I want to go to, um, this is Robbie and Crease. They had a little, um, not exchange, but um, they had a scene together at Cobra Kai. Um, and it's when Robbie arrives. You know, Cobra Kai is kind of like concerned because, you know, they lost the fight. I think Tori told Kyler, you know, you should have beat Miguel because he was recently coming, recovering from a hurt back. No, no, but, this is what he said. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cut in right there, brother. Cause I, I okay, wrote this down. Go ahead. He said, M- Miguel just got out of the wheelchair and he still kicked your ass. I like and that. Like, Tori yeah. was bringing some heat in this one, man. So yeah. Was, but Kyler, yeah. Kyler, the prick, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to call him the prick right now, but yeah, <laughs> Kyler, the prick. Yeah. So yeah, Robbie's there, but he's not there for practice. Right. And he's like, never right. said I was joining, but yeah, take us continue. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, pretty much crease assumes that Robbie is, is going to join Cobra Kai after everything that happened at the end of season three. And he even tries to use a little manipulation, you know what I mean? Trying to tell him that it's not about the trophy that um, it's about the champion and what that reputation brings and to ask Johnny and Daniel and uh but robbie's not falling for it man he's not you know falling he doesn't want to be a pawn he doesn't even care about it and i like what crease tells you know tells him about you know that with the champion i'm sorry i'm repeating myself no, you're <laughs> good you're good hey, you gotta shake off that like, that we gotta shake off that rust brother go ahead you're yeah good. <laughs> <laughs> that it's not about the trophy it's about being the champion and the reputation that it comes with and um one of the things i did notice and i want to want to get your opinion on is did you notice that Robbie still acknowledges Daniel as Mr. LaRusso even after everything that they went through in season three when he felt betrayed by him? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of almost similar to like, you know, how Daniel throughout all three of the Karate Kids always called Miyagi Mr. Miyagi. Okay. Okay. So I didn't notice that. I that that's good. Okay. So I just want to get your opinion on that. But yeah, that's another one of the scenes. Yeah. I like how Robbie just... Uh, you know, didn't fall right away for Crease's manipulation and mind games. Yeah, and Crease was the manipulator in this episode, man. So one of the things that I wrote down with that, like when he told Robbie, I don't see you as a pawn. I see you as a king, you know, right. <laughs> just trying yep. to make him feel good and stuff, bro. And then and then more, he adds more insult to injury, right? He's like, your dad chose Diaz. <laughs> and then he <laughs> said, I like that, I like that. And then he was like, you, but you even got more talent than your father. So I wrote that down as well, man. The, the quote that you said, that it's not about the trophy. And specifically, it said this, it's about being a champion. Win or lose, that reputation will follow you the rest of your life. What do you think about that, man? I, I agree with Chris. I mean, really, it, the trophy is the bonus, to be honest. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like being a champion is like an acknowledgement that you that you overcame, that you were a winner. Yeah. You know, so. So, yeah, I told I'm totally on board with Chris. Hey, right so it's it, it's like Vince Young, right, bro? They always remember him at Texas, right? They always remember exactly. him because he won, right? <laughs> and now that you mentioned Vince, it's on this day, baby, where, oh, my God, the greatest college football game. And I'm being biased. Sorry. Yeah. I'm being biased. But that was the greatest college football game ever, man. Oh, my God. Hey, so there's some truth there, right? Win or lose, the rep follows you, right? Because nobody... I mean, you think about... And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a UT fan, but Chris Sims never won anything, right? Nope. But... Vince Young, he won, so that follows you, right? It's always about who won, and and if you want to take it in basketball terms, you got Michael Jordan, who won six NBA championships, but you have Charles Barkley, who never won an NBA final, and that follows him. Now, Charles Barkley was a good player, but he never won. Same thing with Dan Marino. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl, 
He was a great quarterback. But again, that rep follows you, right? It'll always come down to, hey, did you win or did you lose? So I like that. And as I'm talking about it, I'm like, okay, I like these connections because it really does, right? People will see, hey, that's that's the winner. It's kind of like, I know you're going to like this, bro. Uh, and, I, and I took this from uh, from Entourage, man. It's remember when uh, when when Ari was like, uh, "There's no asterisks or something." He's like, "Do you think they do you think they remember the Cubs in 2003 when they didn't win?" And it's true, like nobody remembers because the Cubs didn't win, but they'll remember in 2016 when the Cubs won because people remember that, right? So, gotta throw in that shameless plug because I'm a Cub fan. But yeah, man, win or lose, that reputation will follow. So, what we see with that scene is Crease being the master manipulator that we've seen him be since season two he did that with johnny he you know and he got johnny and now he's trying to do it with uh johnny's son robbie man so uh good scene liked it as well man so let me take you to my next favorite scene it's johnny man johnny being you know our chef chef emerald and stuff man cooking for carmen <laughs> yaya and miguel and he's making fajitas that he got from the the, the where do you get the recipe from chilies chilies website <laughs> so yep. making fajitas grilled vegetables corn and with flour tortillas man so johnny's just a trip and then the did you notice what the the name of that spicy mango sauce was the maker it was Ralph's. Uh, it's Ralph's. It, Ralph's? it says Ralph's. Oh, so I wonder no. if that's a little nod that's to freak. to Ralph Macho or something, man. Because there's a lot of little hidden uh, Easter eggs, man. So it said Ralph's spicy mango sauce. So I was laughing when I saw that. But I guess the best thing about this scene, in um, the simple fact that you know Johnny's trying, right? He's trying because hey, whenever you, I mean, at least for me, man. When, you know, you know I, I'm really into a woman when I when I cook for them, right? You know what I'm saying? So yes. Johnny cooking for Carmen and Yaya, right? And the mother-in-law, you know, or future mother-in-law, whatever, and Miguel. But uh, the best thing is when Miguel mentioned Allie. I mean, I'm not the only one who's getting back together with an ex, huh, Sensei? He had a date with the love of his life. The one that got away? Is that right? <laughs> wasn't a date, no. He's being modest. Look, we took all those cool pictures to make you look cool. I mean, not to say that you didn't look cool already, but, you know, we had to look special for the special lady. Why didn't you tell him about the sushi? We don't have to talk about it. <sighs> okay, I don't know why he's being shy right now. Look, we went to the sushi spot because Allie likes sushi, or so we thought. So we got the dragon roll. And I love yes. that, bro. To me, I just I remember when we watched it, I was like, oh man, they brought that back. Like, I love that the writers remembered that, you know. And so, you know, because they're talking about how Carmen was talking about how you know she's happy that he's with he's with Sam, she's cute, and Yaya was you know saying the same thing. But then Miguel was like, hey, you know, um, we're, I'm not the only one getting back together with an ex. And he said uh, he said that about Allie. You know, he talked about Allie and Johnny, man. So I love that the writers brought that up. I love that they didn't just cast it away, man. So that, to me, again, as we talked about in the season four review, that's the writing piece of it, right? Because that could have that uh, easily been forgotten, but they brought it back, right? They brought that, you know, that, that hey, Johnny did go out with Allie and hey, Johnny did tell Miguel that Allie was special. And hey, Jolly, Johnny did tell Miguel that this is the one that got away. So I love that, man. What do you got to add with that? Really? I mean, I like uh, what you mentioned that uh, look at Johnny, man, stepping up, making an impression, you know, uh, cooking for Carmen and her son with Miguel and Yaya, bro, yeah, you know. Yeah. I thought that was G on Johnny's part, man. <laughs> that <laughs> means he's that? into her, right? I mean, hey, right, yeah, exactly. exactly. He's trying to impress his, you know, I mean, it's going to go into more detail as we talk about the season, but, you know, yeah. he's trying to impress Carmen and her family and, you know, make a good impression to yeah. let Yaya know that, hey, she's in good hands. That, at least that's the way I took it. So, oh, exactly. For sure. Yeah. Major props to Johnny right major there. Major props to Johnny and major props to the writers, man. Because again, I, I, lo I love the Alley. Just, just, the and not just Allie. because I love Alley, you know, but just the reference, just bringing that back. Because again, it's something that it happened. And I'm glad that it just wasn't overlooked. You know how it is, man. Sometimes we'll watch shows and like, hey, did they forget that this happened? And so I like that they brought that back, man. So, but that and and it and it served the purpose in this scene too because Carmen tells Johnny, hey, we're not gonna rush it. We're gonna give it time. So, right. you know, because Johnny didn't know how to. He kind of fumbled through his words. Didn't really know how to explain it. And obviously, Carmen was, you know. She was kind of taken aback by that, right? She didn't know that Johnny had gone out with Allie. And obviously that's not something that that you agree to. Because if you remember if you remember from season three, Johnny went out with Allie, 
the night the night after he had you know been intimate with carmen so <laughs> with carmen, yeah. yeah so she's gonna put you know the and, and women man women are smart brother oh, women, yeah. women they, can put the you know that, they can yeah. put the puzzle together brother and understand so i'm sure carmen was like hey what the hell you know he was with me you know we we were we were intimate we had sex whatever you want to call it and so but carmen kind of just hey we're not gonna rush we're just gonna give it time so i i love that they brought that she back. She handled it well. Yeah. She she did, but you could tell she was pissed. Hey. Oh yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. All right, brother. Where are you going to next? The next is where I'm going. It's a really quick and small scene that I just took down. This is um Hawk at Miyagi Do. Okay. When they're when they're training. And it, it's really quick. Um Hawk is getting beat up because Johnny basically uses him as the punching bag to for the lesson. <laughs> And uh, during a break, he he's admiring the pictures in Miyagi Do, and um, like I think it's Chris, Chris and Nate quickly, you know, show animosity towards him. Man, yeah, they uh, pretty much bring up the past about how he stole Mr. Miyagi's medal and um, and beat the crap out of Nate. <laughs> yeah, and so there's clear animosity, man, and and Dimitri's right there, and he doesn't stand up for him, man. He, you know, that's his binary brother. And yeah. I just like, that's something I noticed. I'm like, if I, if I were Hawk, I guess I would have told Dimitri, hey, man, what's up? I thought we were boys. Yeah. You know, it's like me just backing away if somebody's talking crap to you, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, F that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like the saying that says, don't get mad about the person that talked bad about you. Get mad about the friend who allows them to talk bad about you. For real, I like right? that. I like that, brother. So it's 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 similar to that. I wrote that down too because to me it was funny, right? You know, all right, you know, Hawk, he's neither Eagle Fang, and Johnny <laughs> sweeps him. He's like, we're gonna practice our front sweeps. We're gonna practice right. them on Hawk. So, but it's cool because you know that's w w one of the things that we talked about when season three ended was that Hawk's turn came real quick. So yeah, you yes. got to earn that trust, brother. You know, and Johnny even exactly. said talk is cheap. You know, so Johnny wasn't buying that Hawk change so fast. You know, hey, it's kind of like you got to earn your trust again, bro. Like you, you did us dirty. You broke Dimitri's arm. I mean, that's why Chris and Nate, Nate was like, you kicked my ass. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> and Chris, Chris was talking about you stole Miyagi's, you know, Medal of Honor. So, yeah, he had to earn that trust, man. And so with that, we kind of start seeing how the arc is going to play out for Hawk. You know, so I'm glad you mentioned that because I had written that written that down as well. All right, brother, I'm going to take you to my next favorite scene and it's the scene right and it kind of inter you know interjects a little bit you know but it's the scene where crease goes to silver's house so terry silver's house and there's a party right and yeah. so one of the things that that i read on on twitter was that the big three said that they were definitely they definitely thought about the jake taylor scene from major league when uh remember when jake taylor followed lynn remember his, yes. his ex-wife he followed her to her boyfriend's house and he oh, walked yes, in yes. and there was a party so they said they were inspired by that. They definitely thought about that with this scene because Kreese goes to this house. He thinks he's just going to talk to Terry Silver by himself. But when he gets there, guess what? There's a party similar to how Jake Taylor went, you know, followed in, you know, he went up to her apartment or whatever and there was a party going on. So uh, that was pretty cool, man. I, I, again, I love that. Right. I love that. They they kind of think of like old movies and stuff, because as we mentioned, bro, there's nothing new under the sun, man. You always, you know, you can pick and choose from different things that you've seen and stuff. So but did you know this, bro? I'm going to ask you this question. Did you know that uh, John posted on Twitter one day that if he could do another sequel series with a fresh take on beloved characters from the 80s and 90s, that it would be back to the future and Major League? Somebody asked him, hey, if you could do a series from the 80s and 90s, he said, back to the future or major league. That's pretty badass, bro. That is. Uh, I, did, I, I did not see that tweet, but man, yeah, those back to the future, most definitely. I mean, in major league, too, it's a, it's a good comedy. But major league would be dope as a series. Think about it, because, OK, well, check this out. I'm going to, hey, because I was digging some stuff up and that's what <laughs> we do, baby. That's what we do with Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. So Hayden, Hayden said this. Hayden said that. We did talk about making Major League. That's one of those shows where whether uh, we wanted to know how it would look with original cast members and you cast members. And he said that we know exactly what we would do if there was a Major League uh, TV show. And if we were put in charge, we'd know how to incorporate Behringer and Sheen. So Behringer was Jake <laughs> Taylor and, and Sheen was Rick Walting Vaughn, bro. So, again, <laughs> you know, it's so cool because we love those movies, bro. You know, Major oh, League yeah. is one of our favorite movies, bro. So, uh it's just cool to think that, you know, hey, if they could, if they had a chance, they would do something like Major League, bro. So, 
But anyways, back to that scene, bro. Back to that scene. Uh, again, dude, I just, I, I love it. You know, Kreese, again, is, is wanting to talk to Silver because, again, his whole purpose now, we, we talked about Kreese being the master manipulator. He's trying to manipulate Robbie. Now he's trying to manipulate Silver, right? But one of the things oh. that I love, I love, I love is a flashback. Say it. Oh, yes. Say it. Come on, say it. <laughs> Cobra Kai never dies. You bet your ass. I love that, bro. So <laughs> what you got to add with that? Because I know I know you love that scene, too. And there's another reason why I love that scene. And I'm going to see if you're going to mention it. But go ahead. Well, no, man. Yeah, mainly the flashbacks. And, uh, you know, Kreese just playing his mind game, saying that they used to teach children. And I love the comedic value with the guy, Four Eyes. I, I never got his name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell, uh, complimenting Kreese on his jawline. And I'm like, who does that? You exactly. Know? Exactly. Smug, <laughs> smug. You look smug. And like just looking yeah, at that, right? Then, Who says that, right? <laughs> yeah. And then Cheyenne, of course, saying, I didn't know you were in the military and called Cobra Kai the Vipers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, Kreese is uh, totally trying to play mind games, saying that they used to teach children that, you know, or they have experience teaching children with martial arts and uh, four eyes tries to, I'm sorry, I'm calling them four eyes because that's what Kreese <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, he says that karate was a phase and it's like, karate's not a phase, it's a way of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, that was cool. That's Kreese. Yeah, that was. That's Kreese being... <laughs> <laughs> and um you could just tell silver is just like feeling uncomfortable there man for sure <laughs> well number one i think it's because he's trying to be a different person and we'll get more to that you know when they have another exchange later down uh oh, yeah. later down this episode that i know either you or i are going to talk about but uh hey you you mentioned you mentioned the name of why I also like this scene. Cheyenne, baby. Gotta give it up to Cheyenne, bro. Cheyenne, She's, yeah. She was pretty, man. Her curly hair, her accent. Yeah, her, her name. Colin yeah. Terry Silver Terrence. You know, we, we, tripped, we tripped out about that. Terrence, you know what I'm saying? So that was pretty cool. And then how about a mimosa? How about two? So good scene, man. Good scene. Definitely, you know, um, as you said, you know, just to piggyback off what you said, you know, Crease is definitely going back to the old school, talking about, hey, we met in Nam, Special Forces, all that stuff, man. So again he's trying to he's trying to get in you know wanting to talk to silver so but you can see that silver's kind of rejected man so all right brother what's your next favorite scene this one i'm gonna kind of skip around a little bit so okay. I may, uh, my apologies if i missed some you know one of the scenes that you may have taken down but i'm gonna go straight to miguel and johnny at the apartments you know <laughs> go ahead i know what you're talking about go ahead <laughs> so after a couple of days johnny's ready pretty much to to quit and split from working with Daniel because it's not working out, man. Their their opposite styles are just not meshing well. They're arguing. They're in conflict. And you see Miguel stepping in, man, trying to, you know, trying to encourage him, you know, give him words of wisdom to, hey, we got to work together, that it's important. And um, Johnny's kind of not buying it. And I like what Miguel says. You just need to connect. You know, you just need to connect. Because I think Johnny's just worried about all the history that they have. There's yeah. too much history that it's not going to work. And then I he love says, it. Yeah, he says, he says we're too different. Yeah. We're too different. Yeah, we're yeah. too different, yeah. And I think me and you both loved it when we were watching this. Uh, he uses a Rocky Three reference yeah. about Rocky defeating Clever Lang and how Apollo and Rocky had to work together. And they had history, too, of course, obviously. You know what I mean? And how Apollo had to reach out, you know? Look, I try. The only thing LaRusso and I have in common is hating Crease. I thought that was enough, but it's not. Uh, there's got to be a way to make it work. You guys just have to connect. It's not going to happen. We're too different. There's too much history between us. Forget it, kid. Take down Cobra Kai on her own. What about Rocky Three? What about it? How did Rocky defeat Clubber Lang? Did he do it alone? No. He and Apollo had to work together. Even though they had all that history, even though they're complete opposites, they made it work, and it was only because someone had to reach out first. That was Apollo. Yeah. <laughs> Typical Johnny, man. I'm sorry. That's what like, pinche well, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, pinche Johnny. Why can't LaRusso be Apollo? And then uh, Miguel just says something like, striking first is badass. No, so, I love this. I love this. I wrote this down. Miguel was like, because striking first, because yeah. striking first is more badass. I love Miguel, it's more bro. badass, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, yeah, me too. Same way, man. He's trying to, he's a leader again, another one of his leadership qualities, bro. Trying to not give up. Like, you know, he's being the more mature than the adults, you know, yeah. basically. Because, you know, Johnny and Daniel are just like, 
oh God, they're they they're what's the word I want to use? They're just not uh, giving it a chance, man. They're so set in their ways. Exactly. That's perfect. That's exactly what I wrote. You know, they're they're prideful, man. You know, they want to believe that their way is the best way, man. And it's funny that you mentioned about Miguel, you know, taking that leadership role because I wrote that down as well. You know, one of those things, there was a, a quick, quick, you know, um, quick scene where, where Miguel talked about, hey, you know, why are we working? Because they, they decided to work apart. And, uh, and Miguel's like, I thought we were better working together. I thought we were stronger working together. So again, we see Miguel trying to take that leadership role, man. So, uh, definitely that, you know, we love the Rocky three references, anything oh, having yeah. to do with Rocky, man. So, uh, but yeah, dude, anything else with that? And then I'm going to take you, I'm going to go a little bit back to, uh, one of my favorite scenes, but definitely enjoyed that. Anything else with that, that Rocky three scene? Well, no, just I like how uh, did you notice that um, the big three incorporated like uh, a small part of the song? Yeah. yeah. When when they when they mentioned Rocky three. Yeah. <laughs> the chord. You, right. The, you hear the guitar yeah, the chord. chord. Yeah. 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 I saw that. I heard that. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> definitely love that, brother. Uh, but yeah. So this is. A, so let me go back. All right. So again, they split. They decided to say, hey, we're just going to split. Miyagi does go here. Eagle Fangs go to the front. And that's when Miguel said, thought we were stronger working together. But the adults were being prideful. But I love the scene, man, because again, you know, they start, you know, just jacking up Hawk, right? But then it gets even more funny to me, man, is when Daniel's trying to meditate with the with the Miyagi Do students. He's trying to meditate. He's trying to concentrate. And then in the background, you hear Johnny. Stop whining like a little bitch. Get up. Stay focused. Eyes closed. Breathe in. Breathe out. Don't be a pussy. Punch him in the face. Try not to be distracted. Stay focused. Punch him in the balls. What the hell is wrong with you? And the kids can't concentrate because, you know, Johnny's being Johnny, bro. You know, that's just who he is. And so obviously LaRusso comes out and says, hey, keep it down. And and they get into it, bro. Right. What do you want me to right. do? Whisper. Karate's a loud sport, you know. And he's like, hey, well, how can I train with your obscenities? And then Johnny's like, obscenities? What kind of bullshit is that? So, man, I love Johnny. Johnny's a man, bro. So, yeah, dude, I love that scene because, again, you see. If we're going back to the beginning, right, you see the conflict already. You see the division already, man. So uh, what else you got, brother? What's your next favorite scene? Or do you have anything to add to that? Well, no, just really, again, it just this is part of their history, man, that they are always trying to either one up each other or believe that their way is the only way, the right way. Yeah. You know, just to kind of add to that, which I think is to echo what you have already said. Um, on that. But, and it goes uh, back to what you said, bro, a couple minutes ago when you were talking about how, you know, it looked good. The idea of them working together seemed good, but there was no plan. Right. So that's a lesson right there. Right. You know, you have this great idea, this great vision, you know, this great dream. But without a plan, it's never going to work. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, there we go, baby. That's you See how Cobra Kai never dies podcast rolls? You know, it's not <laughs> enough just to have an idea. It's not enough just to have a dream. It's not enough just to have a vision. You have to have a plan. So, and hey, it's evident right there how we're seeing, right? So we have these two top senseis, Sensei Lawrence, Sensei LaRusso. Good idea, right, for them to team up together because, yeah, you know, you're stronger when you work together. But without a plan, it's falling apart, man. Exactly. It's falling apart. So, yeah. There you go. There we go. I love this, man. We're rolling. We're back on it, baby. The rust. The rust <laughs> is coming off, man. Coming off. It's... All right, brother. What else you got? What is your next favorite scene? Just a little, another quick, small scene. This is when Sam goes to the skate park to see Robbie. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that one up. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I think she came on there with good intentions, but at the same time, I think maybe she was trying to recruit Robbie to not, to, basically not join Cobra Kai because she knows, you know, what an asset he can be um, or that Cobra Kai is going to be stronger. But uh, Robbie has fallen into the mind game or fallen into the trap that Tori set for him. You know, earlier on in the scene, there was there was kind of like a scene between uh, Robbie and Tori and how Sam always got her away. So he was he is totally, you know, fallen for that hook, line and sinker. And, um, you know, and basically Robbie was kind of like, kind of like a dick to her, you yeah, know, yeah. like you're not, you're not getting what you want, you know? And he just made his choice right there. I think that, that scene 
is going to change Robbie's direction and arc where he goes. Yeah. And we'll, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more, but it was just a quick scene. Um, how I guess Robbie just, you know, uh, what's the word I want to use? Well, we kind of saw where his arc was going. Okay. That's good. You know, if that makes sense. No, it does. It kind of, it, well, what's he, it, it shows what he was battling with, you know, because yes. at first, thank you. That's a better word. At <laughs> the beginning, you know, he was like, I'm not joining Cobra Kai. I never said I was joining. And then obviously, Crease the manipulator comes in. And then Tori, I don't really want to call her manipulator. I think, you know, Tori, again, it's like all these people have a vested interest in Robbie, right? They have their own, they have their own, um, reason why they want to bring him in so sam has a yeah. reason and i'm gonna get to that so don't let me forget crease mm-hmm. obviously he has his reason he knows robbie's a badass fighter tori knows robbie's a badass fighter and maybe you know she got turned on when he was lifting those weights i don't know <laughs> but she said this tori brought the heat baby yeah, i wrote this did. down she was like she said after she dropped you talking about sam she still got you wrapped around her finger so <laughs> and this and i love this if you're gonna stay on defense this isn't the right dojo for you so i love that but let's go back to sam bro because i remember when we were watching it tuesday right not december 31st but when we watched episode one on tuesday uh i thought that sam was gonna step out on miguel i was like what the hell man what is she waiting for you know what is she waiting for robbie why is she going to see robbie bro i was like nah why are you stepping out on my little brother you know because uh (laughs) it reminded me of vinnie chase bro remember when vinnie chase started going uh back out with mandy moore uh yes yes. so you know vinnie chase right in entourage for all you entourage fans and if you haven't watched entourage check it out but anyways vinnie chase was going out with mandy moore and then like a couple episodes later Johnny Drama and Turtle see Mandy Moore with her ex. Remember that? And then oh, yes, uh, remember, yes, yes, right. and then Johnny Drama was like, She's stepping out on baby bro. That's how I felt, dude. I felt like Sam was stepping out <laughs> on my baby brother, dude. <laughs> but, anyways, man, uh, you mentioned this, bro. You said that she was trying to recruit Robbie. Well, I have a question with that, man. Do you really think she was trying to recruit Robbie? Or because let me just let me just go to this scene and it's a quick scene. Or do you think that she still had feelings for Robbie, man? Like I feelings, like romantic feelings, yeah. Robbie. Yeah, she still had romantic yeah. feelings. That's a good point. Yeah, that you make. You know why? Was- because remember when Miguel's trying to be all sweet to her? She's in the yellow banana boat car. She's sitting in the back seat. And she's you know pensive, thinking, thinking whatever. It. Yeah, and Miguel tries to be funny and cute with her, and she doesn't even laugh. I'm like, man, she's she's stepping out on baby bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but uh, I I got a little bit of Kelly Taylor vibes too with that scene, right? She's like you chose. I chose me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she's like, just remember, this was your choice, right? But oh, man, yeah. I, I did have this it's question, you know, like I said, I already asked it, but do you think Sam was still digging Robbie? And you said yes, and I did too. I really do think that she was, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, she wants Robbie back for, you know, to be with Miyagi-Do or whatever and bring us together. But I think she's still digging him and we'll see, you know, in future episodes why, why that Absolutely, makes sense as yeah. well, brother. All right, man, what else you got? What else you got? Or was it my turn? Is it my turn? Yeah, no, I think it's my turn. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, well, let's take it back, bro. This one goes back to the silver, silver's house, man. Silver's house. It was a nice crib too. Hey, right by the ocean stuff is beautiful, man. So I like what he says. John wants a check. Is that what you want, John? A check? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Crease is like, Nah, I want to finish what we started. So before he vanished, and so it was cool, man. It was cool because again, now we see, now we see what Crease is really trying to get. You know what he's really trying to get. He's not trying to reconnect with his friend, right? It's not that. There's there's a reason behind his visit. It's, it'd be different like, hey, I'm, I just want to see my best friend or I want to see my friend. It's been years since I've seen you, but it's creased. No, there's, there's something that he wants to get, right? And so he says, hey, let's finish what we started. And and he's even like, look, you know, back in the day, you know, Terry Silver would, would have roundhouse four eyes, right? For calling Cobra Kai adorable. Yeah. But this is what I wrote down. Like, come on, Crease. At some point, you got to grow up, bro. You know, you can't just go around kicking people's asses, you know? And so Crease <laughs> is still kind of like a child. There. I just, I, I wrote that down today as I was watching. Like, you know, come on, man. But that's all part of his manipulation. He's trying to, you know, get that Cobra Kai mentality, strike first, kick ass. He's trying to bring that back out of Silver is what I got, man. And so, obviously, he, he's saying he's giving his spiel to, to Terrence, to Terry Silver. Thanks. And then I know you laughed at this, and we both laughed at this. What got Terry's attention was when he heard Daniel LaRusso. Danny boy? His eyes just <laughs> He said, Danny up. boy? And, but also this, I noticed this. He said, your champ, Johnny Lawrence, and Danny boy are working together. So, what I wrote down with that, man, is when he said, your champ, it just... 
it just to me, I thought, wow, you know, Crease held Johnny in high regards. You know, that's his champ, right? It's kind of like, hey, that's my champ, right? So, man, uh, but then I love this, you know, and it's one of the things that, you know, I was reading an article. Um, it was Ralph Macho talking about how he he hated Karate Kid 3, still doesn't like it. He says he doesn't put it on his resume. He felt that it was poorly written. And uh, and a lot of a lot of it is because of the silver character. They said silver was just over the top. But to us, that's one of the things that worked. Right. But but in in this article, uh, Ralph Monson was talking about he's so happy that Cobra Kai, you know, kind of it not kind of it's made silver work because silver, you know, is one of the things that that shined in the season. Right. And so the reason why I'm, I'm, you know, interjecting that and putting that into this podcast is because silver gives an explanation why he was so over the top. Back in the 80s, I thought I could conquer the world. (laughs) I came pretty damn close. I was so hopped up on cocaine and revenge. (laughs) I spent months terrorizing a teenager over a high school karate tournament. (laughs) It sounds insane just talking about it. It it gives an explanation like, yeah, because why was this, you know, 30-something-year-old messing with a 18-year-old kid, you know what I'm saying? But hey, it's that cocaine or something, man, from the 80s. But uh, what did he say? I found therapy and clarity. Clarity and, ther- clarity yeah. and therapy. And then uh, Chris, again, his manipulation. People expect men of our age to pack it in and go off into the sunset. Well, that might work for you, but I still have some fight left in me. So I like that from Chris. I did like that. What you want to add with that, man? That was a great scene, man. That was. And you know what? I... Pretty much you hit the nail on the head on this one, too, man. I have everything you wrote down <laughs> and um, pretty much. Yeah, Chris just tries to challenge him kind of in a way to like get him to join. And but, you know, Silver is just not interested, you know. But yeah, as soon as he mentions Daniel LaRusso, I you know Silver's eyes. Danny boy. Danny boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a brief moment where like, oh, we saw the old Terry Silver. (laughs) All that was missing was the laugh. (laughs) (laughs) But no, everything was great. And I love that quote, man. Men of our ages, you know, like you said, that you know, they expect us to pack it in and ride up into the sunset. Well, I still have some fight left in me. I love that, man. That was was dope. That was, that was beautiful. <laughs> you yeah. know, Will said, major props to Chris, you know. Yeah. You know, people expect men of our age to pack it in and go off into the sunset. <laughs> that might work for you. But I still have some fight left in me. Yeah, man, I enjoyed that scene, man. And it's just, again, we see the manipulator trying to come into place, brother. So what you got next, man? The next one I got is this is when Daniel visits Johnny at his apartment, brings the six-pack of Coors Banquet. The war, the warm beer, as you said. He's like, man, it's pretty. He's bringing yeah. that warm beer. <laughs> warmer. Who wants a warmer? <laughs> hey, dude, I was thinking about that because you know, obviously, we were laughing about this when we saw it together, and I was like, yeah, dude, at least put them in the fridge, right? You know, hey, let, exactly. can I put these in the fridge? <laughs> or bring it in the Yeti cooler or something. Man. Yeah, bring it. In, there you go, bro. Bring it in a little red cooler and stuff. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, or those styrofoam coolers you can get at the yeah. supermarket. Come on, Daniel. <laughs> absolutely but you know what he comes over there with false intentions man this is daniel being stubborn and being typical daniel man he has no accountability for his part of why it's not working doesn't uh acknowledge any of it that like hey maybe i'm doing something wrong too he just expects johnny to you see it his way and and join miyagi-do and of course johnny rejects the idea doesn't like that at all and then, of course, Daniel tries to go into uh, explaining how Miyagi Do's long history and tradition. And I like what Johnny responds. Just because something's been around longer doesn't mean it's better. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And of course, they it doesn't. They go back and forth, and ultimately, they decide to end it. So, um, again, you couldn't help them trying to one up each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's that's the one I took down on that one. You know, it's a good scene between them. You know. We talk about a lot about Miguel and Johnny, but I think Daniel and Johnny also have, you know, good scenes, good chemistry when they're. <laughs> oh, for sure. Because there's so much conflict there. Right. So there's, yep. there's conflict there and, and they just they play they play uh, 
play well off each other you know what i'm saying so uh but yeah i I love johnny at the beginning of that scene man because i I wrote that scene down as well when he's like wanted to apologize to daniel right so (laughs) so basically what what that tells us is he took to heart what miguel so there we go miguel the leader right what miguel told him with the whole you know rocky three reference and and apollo somebody having to be a bigger person to go and call uh but before i get into that let me ask this question because i didn't get to ask it when you were talking about the Rocky three reference, do you think, all right, so let's go back real quick. Rocky three reference, Miguel, which I love. Hey, more props to Miguel for, for, you know, shouting out Rocky three, but you think that did, did you think, or do you think that Rocky three reference worked for the scenario between Daniel and Johnny? It helped. I think it did. It helped uh, Johnny realize uh, what's the word I want to use. It simplified it for Johnny, I guess. Okay. That's, you know, it, sim- it made it easier to see, okay, what's going on. Uh, because he used the 80s movie reference that helped him understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think it did. I was thinking a little bit, see, and this is me just going in deeper in it. I'm like, nah, it doesn't work because Clever Lang tore up, right? <laughs> Clever Lang tore up uh, Stallone. He tore up Balboa yeah. in that movie. You know, Mick, you know what I'm saying? But no, you're right. It did talk, work. It did work. He to Apollo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he talking. I don't need no has been shaking my head. <laughs> no, but it did work. You're right. I'm glad you, you answered it like that because it did work. It helped Johnny understand, right? Using an 80s movie using something that Johnny likes. So yeah, definitely, man. All right. So let me go on back to what you had with this scene, man. Um, ex- man, I, I share the same sentiment as you, man. You know, it's Daniel made it and I wrote this down. Daniel made it all about himself, man. You know, so there was, there was a different intention, man, between him just trying to be sorry, you know, but I love Johnny it was like, you should be sorry. Cause Daniel comes in apologizing, right? And pitching Johnny, yeah. you should be sorry. And then the, the ham eating the ham, yeah. freaking oh, crazy. God, that water, yeah. that drip water dripping. Uh. <laughs> it's no secret. We've had our problems. But I think we could agree we have to try and make this thing work. So for the sake of the kids, I think that it's time that you officially join Miyagi-Do. Wait, what? Why the hell should I join your dojo? Because the more we fight with each other, the harder it is on the kids. You join Miyagi-Do, we're all on the same page. And why do I have to be the one to switch? Why can't you join Eagle Fang? Ah, come on, Johnny. Miyagi-Do has a rich tradition going back hundreds of years. You started your dojo, what, three weeks ago in a park? I'm pretty sure you came up with a name from this poster. You know, just because something's been around longer doesn't make it better, right? Your dojo doesn't even have a good place to fight. Are you complaining about my dojo? It's not costing you a thing. (laughs) It's always about money. Money? You know what? I haven't mentioned one word about the fact that you're driving around in a stolen car from one of my lots. Oh, please. The thing's a piece of shit. The radio's busted. The trunk smells like piss. You should go in there. You know what? You know what? Forget it. Forget it. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, Daniel makes it all about himself, man. So, again, we see the pride, right? That's one of the things that we've talked about, you know, while we've been on this podcast episode, right? That the the adults, right? Johnny, Daniel, there's pride, man. And so how is it ever going to work? It's not, right? And they were, if anything there, they were uh, honest enough to admit it's not going to work. It's not going to work as long as there's pride. And, and there's a saying that I love, man, that pride, check this out, another lesson, all right? Pride comes before downfall, you know, so... If you think about when when people don't do well or there's a downfall or they slip up or whatever, a project doesn't go right or a relationship doesn't go right, sometimes it's pride. Pride is the main reason, man, because, hey, pride comes before a downfall. So somebody had to be humble, right? So even in that midst of trying to be humble, like you said, I'm glad you said it, there was it was just him trying to get Johnny to join Miyagi-Do. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, dude, didn't didn't like LaRusso for that, but I'm glad you said that. Anything else you want to add with that? No, I mean, you pretty much echoed everything, you know, we were thinking. And, yeah, Daniel made it about himself and just didn't show accountability. You know what I mean? It takes two to tango. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hey, that's it wasn't a, all It takes two to tango is a song from Karate Kid Part 1, baby. It takes two to tango. <laughs> it is, baby. There you go. I'm glad. Hey, oh, man, you're, you're, you're inserting that. those connections in there, brother. It takes two to tango. Yeah, man. All right, brother. So... <laughs> My next favorite scene is, uh, oh, this is quick, man. I just want to point it out because, hey, you know, you and I, we love wrestling, baby. So Hawk, right? Hawk walks in with the sledgehammer. You know, mm-hmm. so I thought about Triple H, bro. So here's oh, my question yeah. with that. So it's real quick. I'm not going to talk about it, but I do have a question. What did you think? What did you think that was going to happen, man, in real time when you saw Hawk with the sledgehammer? In real time, I thought it wasn't going to end well. I'm like, oh, my God, what is he going to do? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm thinking the worst. That's where my mind went. I'm thinking the worst. He's going to you know 
destroy something in Miyagi-Do or something like that in real time, you know what I'm yeah, saying? <laughs> for sure, me too. I mean, because the way it was set up in this episode, he was being outcasted, right? So right. he didn't feel like he belonged with Eagle Fang. I mean, Yagi-Do didn't want nothing to do with him. Johnny was, you know, work, you know, kicking his ass. Uh, <laughs> Daniel ran him off. So he was outcasted. So definitely wasn't, was thinking the worst as well with that sledgehammer. But we'll see. Well, let's, let me just take it to where it happened. So that was pretty cool, man. Um, you know, obviously, and, and this goes back to what you were saying about, about Daniel. So Daniel's still condescending when he sees Johnny there, right? He's like, I'm surprised you got here on time. I'm like, I, come oh, on, dude. Why you, why you got to be condescending like that, bro? You know, so... Uh, <laughs> And, but again, you know, as Johnny said, talk is cheap, right? And even that's, isn't that what a Hawk said? You know, talk is cheap. So I'm building a bridge. And then Dimitri, no, actually it's an Okinawa sparring deck. So it was just cool to see the students work together. It was cool to see the students being the bigger people than their senseis, man. So led by example, led by example. And I liked, so I love that scene, man, that, you know, they, they led by example. And I love, you know, just seeing Miguel, you know, Hey, you know, if it's okay with you. And so there it is. All right. You know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to be the bigger people. Right. And the thing is they don't know, like, you know, the, the back and forth that, that Daniel and Johnny are, are, you know, the, the back and forth that they're, they're doing with, you know, just, you know, arguing about, you know, what, what do, dojo should be or whatever. But again, I love that they took the, the responsibility to say, Hey, no, let's work together because Hey, as Miguel said, when we work together, we're stronger or better, we're man. Stronger, so, yeah. Anything else with that? No, nah, man, you basically everything, you know, working together and just leading by example is what I wrote down. You know, they basically sometimes the what is it? The teacher learns from the student. Yeah, this was a good this was a good example of that. So, you know, uh, both the Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang students showed the senseis. Hey, look, we can do this. Yeah. So and then and then, of course, they're just standing there in awe as as they're working together to build the. The Okinawan deck, sparring yeah, deck. Sparring deck, exactly. And as you said, talk is cheap. You know, it's one thing, right? You can talk about being together. You can talk about working together, but it's that's just talk is just cheap. You got to actually go out there and do it, man. So definitely love that. All right, brother, where are you taking us next? Because there's only about two two scenes left. Yeah, uh, pretty much the last one I wrote down, and it, it's real small, uh, but I just made a, a little connection uh, it's when Robbie declares at the very end, Robbie declares his allegiance to Cobra Kai and he's telling the Cobra Kai students that he's going to teach them Miyagi Do's because he knows the enemy's playbook. Yeah. And it's, I, I wrote it down as like a star Wars moment, kind of when ah, Anakin okay. joins the, joins the dark side. So that I took down that scene. I do, I do like uh, some of the things he said, something about how it's not how you, that they've taken some losses, but it's not how you start it's how you finish. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I took that down just for that little. <laughs> now, that was dope. That was dope. So let me before I go into that, I just want to talk about their, their, you know, when Robbie came in and we see Kyler the prick. Right. He's trying to lead Cobra Kai. And he's like, what's this fool doing here? Right. And Robbie was oh, badass. That was yeah. a badass fight scene. Robbie's like, all oh, right. Yeah. Anybody, any of you can get can land a hit on me. I'll go and man, he tears up everybody. He tears up Red. You know, Red gets tore up. Kyler gets tore up. Those other two new guys get tore up. And then uh, obviously Tori takes him down, but Tori wants him to stay. But what was cool about that scene, if you remember, there's those flashback scenes to when he was using Miyagi Do and he was learning Miyagi Do. So, oh, yes. you know, that's one of the reasons why Robbie won, which leads to the scene that you just talked about, right? How, hey, in order to beat the enemy, it helps to know the enemy's playbook. That's business, bro. I love it that, is. man, because I was always taught that it's better to fight the enemy you know than the enemy you don't know. True and it's that. true, bro. So when you know what the enemy's going to bring, you know, he's going to hit you with, hey, you can defeat him. It's, it's the enemy that you don't know that you got to be more afraid of. So <laughs> definitely, hey, I'm telling you, bro, you know, we get in deep with this, brother, you know, so definitely love that, you know, and he's like, you know, he and I wrote down, it's funny you said Anakin, but I wrote down, he was kind of, he kind of, Robbie kind of came across as a as Crease Jr. The yeah. way he was talking to his students, right? To me, I was like, oh, this is Crease Jr. right here, bro. So yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, they were it. gonna teach Miyagi Do karate so we can beat Miyagi Do karate. So pretty tight, brother. All right, man. So for me, the last scene, bro, my favorite scene is, is just Terrence. Terrence, get some wine, yeah. right? The one giant. <laughs> so Terrence, so Terry Silver, man, obviously thinking conflicted right thinking about with his friend john johnny 
Crease has said to him, right? So he goes and gets the wine and we see it's a Cayman wine bottle. So that's a nod to Robert Mark Cayman. Did you notice that? Yeah. The bottle was... Oh, a, I didn't. I didn't see that. It's man. a Cayman. It's a Cayman bottle. So it's a Cayman, Cayman wine. Yeah, Robert Mark Cayman. So it's a nod to Robert Mark Cayman, the writer of all Karate Kid films. But um, yeah, we see Terrence. I don't know. We so, And then we start hearing the music, right? You're going to tell yep. us about the music, all right? But we yeah. start hearing the music, right? The piano and all that. And then, yeah, he kicks the wine bottle and that's how it ends, man. And you just you just want more because you start thinking, okay, damn, he's thinking he's really thinking about going back to Cobra Kai. So two things I want you to do, Monty. First thing, I want you to tell us about the music because you're the one that pointed it out to me. And I want you to answer this question. What do you think caused Terry Silver to consider going back to Cobra Kai and teaming with Kreese? Well, first off, on the music, it was synonymous in part three. Pretty much any major scene with uh, Terry Silver, that song would play in the background, whether he was, uh, you know, breaking into Miyagi-Do <laughs> or, or uh, in the, what was it? He had a freaking sauna in his crib yeah. and he's talking to Johnny. And um, so it's just synonymous. So when I heard it, I was like, it just brought all those flashbacks back to Karate Kid part three. So that's why I said, that's why I made that comment when we were watching it. Oh, they brought back the music. Yeah. And then uh, your second question, what made him change? What What, what do you it, think? Let me, let me ask it again. What do you think caused Silver to consider? Cause we didn't, we don't see it yet, bro. We don't see it yet. We don't see him joining with, with Chris yet, but we definitely see him considering going back to Cobra Kai and teaming with Chris. I think Chris got into his head basically saying that, you know, this life you're living isn't you, you know? He's basically trying to hide who he really is in a way, in a way, you know, he was perfectly fine with his lifestyle. Who wouldn't with that pad? You know what I'm saying? And, and Cheyenne. Come on, baby. And Cheyenne. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I, I think just Chris got in his head really kind of made him made him feel bad, you know, about leaving John out to dry by himself. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's what I think got him to change. And, and, he's Cobra Kai, you know, he's one of like, I guess you could say maybe one of the co-founders, you know what I mean? So maybe he just doesn't want to leave his boy behind. Okay. Uh, oh, there's, there's one more thing I want to mention, but you know what? It's kind of be a spoiler. So I, I'd rather, I'd rather leave because we're going to talk about this in a later episode. Okay, cool. Sounds good. But let me, let me piggyback off, you know, your, your answer to why do you think he caught, what, why do you think, uh, what do you think, excuse me, caused Silver to consider going back to his friends? So yeah, definitely Crease got into his head, but he was thinking about this. And the reason why I'm bringing this out, because there's a scene, right? That Robbie says, I realize we need to realize who we really are. I need to realize who I really was because I was Miyagi-Do and I didn't want to be Cobra Kai, but I need to realize who I really am or whatever. So again, if anything, this this episode is kind of like, okay, we're trying to realize who we are, right? So let's take it back to Robbie and the conversation he had with Tori. Tori was like, look, she's got you wrapped around your finger. She broke up with you, She whatever. And you're still wrapped around her finger and she gets whatever she wants. Well, then... Robbie is not going to give Sam what he wants because, again, he's not going to live up to the expectation that he's just going to give Sam whatever she wants, right? And at the beginning, we even saw the same thing with Kreese. Kreese was automatically thought, hey, you're going to come with me now, right? But Robbie, again, no, I'm not going to come with you. So Robbie's <laughs> kind of warring, right? He's battling with, no, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give in to what people expect me to do, right? So he's trying to figure out what the hell am I, who, who the hell am I really am? And when we get to the end, when we get to episode 10, we start seeing, okay, everything started making sense because he's trying, yep. he's trying to figure out who the hell he is. And in a sense, in comes Crease and starts jacking with silver. Hey, look at you. Are you really happy? Yeah. You have a nice house. Got a pretty ass woman. You know what I'm saying? We got all this money, but are you really happy? You know? And so it kind of like sparks, it lights a fire under under fire, silver yeah. to see like man who who am I really you know what I'm saying so that's how I took it man but yeah that's it man those are all the scenes that we enjoyed man uh, from this from this episode is there anything else you want to add before we get into the categories and finish this baby out no no pretty much we talked about all the good ones man and you know so yeah we can go straight to the categories all right brother so here it is your number one run it back scene the scene that you'd watch over and over. Again, from this episode, what do you got? Miguel and Johnny at the apartment. They, they use the Rocky Three reference. 
convinces Johnny not to quit. Okay. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to put that. to convince Johnny not to quit. Yeah, try to convince Johnny to work together with, with his enemy, right? All right. I was going to yep. put that one in, but I actually put the, the montage of Johnny training Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang. The whole sue me for what and the wax oh. on, wax off and the cleaning Johnny's van, right? Because Johnny's van is all dirty. So I like that, man. I like that's one of those things where, uh, you know, I'd watch it back. But even the shoot, even the conversation of Crease and Silver. So it's kind of like one of, one of those yeah. two. But the one I put for this category is the beginning montage of Johnny training Miyagi Do and Eagle Fag, man. All right, brother. Uh, what's your favorite quote or dialogue exchange? Crease, when he tells Silver, People expect men of our age to pack it in and go off into the sunset. That may work for you, but I still have some fight left in me. Ah, we're right there, brother. We're already in sync. That's mine right there. That's mine as well, bro. I got that as well. People expect <laughs> men. You said it perfectly, bro. So, all right, we're, we're look at that. We're already in sync. All right, so here's a new category, bro, before we go into the last two. The new category is this, back to the writer's room. What would you have done differently in this episode? So think about it, right? Think you're the writer. Oh, you're the yeah. writer of episode one. Let's begin. What would you have done? Man, you know what? I'm probably going to do more harm than good, but um, maybe change uh, Daniel's approach, you know, and him not being so stubborn and prideful, you know, when it comes to working with Johnny. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I'm probably going to do more harm than good. No, 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 you're good, bro. This is one of those things, because trust me, there's, you know, obviously, man, we're Cobra Kai fans, bro, and we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and, and we see people, you know, talking about the show and season four and, and things they like, things they don't like. So this is our opportunity, right? So uh, it was a great episode. What would I have done differently for me? You know, it's funny. I made the question, but I don't have the answer. Uh, let me see. Let me think. Uh, <laughs> I would have had... Uh, Oh man, that's crazy. I should have I should have thought of my answer before. I just came up with the question. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a cool question. It's a good question, <laughs> though. <laughs> Maybe um Maybe we can toss it to the You listeners. know what? Here, no, 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 I got it. I got it. The Hawk thing. I like obviously it plays out the next 10 episodes, so we're not gonna we're gonna talk about it as we go through each episode. But here's my thing. Why Hawk should have known. And the, yeah, and I wrote this down and I, I just went over it, you know. I didn't, I didn't, I forgot to talk about it. Hawk should have known, bro. Hawk should have known, hey, you did us dirty, bro. So why are you feeling all like, hey, you know, that we shouldn't, you know, we should just accept you. So I think there would have been, that would have been a cool scene. Like maybe Miguel, like, hey, Hawk, you know, what'd you expect, dude? Like you broke Dimitri's yeah. arm. You did all this, you know, bad stuff, dude. We can't just take you in like that. So that would have been a cool scene because it would have explained it more because we see Hawk is conflicted, right? We see Hawk is feeling sorry. But it would have been good for somebody to say, whether it's Miguel or whether it's Johnny, like, hey, it can't be Johnny, right? Because Johnny just wants to whip his ass. But maybe even <laughs> Dimitri, as you said, Dimitri, his yeah. binary brother, he's like, he could have been like, Hawk, you got to understand, man. Like, look what you did to us. You did us dirty. And so it's going to take time. So that's that's what I would have done differently. Just a quick, and it would have been a quick, you know, two minute, maybe even one minute interaction. You know, like, hey, it, it's, it's kind of like when Chris and Nate talk shit to Hawk, right? And they're like, oh, you yeah. know, you kicked my ass or you stole the medal. When Dimitri was just quiet, he could have been just like, hey, what did you expect? You did do us dirty. Bam, right there. Right, See? yeah. Let me be a writer. Yeah, baby. that would have been better than not saying nothing. There like we he... go. There we go. Let me be a writer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, so the last two categories, brother. CK3, top three characters from this episode. Top three characters. Yes, sir. I'm going to go Crease, just because of his little quote. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Miguel for showing his leadership. Oh, I have two two more names written down, and I'm trying to decide right now. Decide. Which one. Just three, brother. Just three. Just three. I'm going to give props to Cheyenne. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, okay. I liked I, I liked her her scenes. You know, yeah. she was good. She's a good actress. Well, you know what? Let's yeah. go ahead and say it now because we don't ever see her again. That's kind yeah, of crap. That's kind of you know shitty. I'm just gonna say it like that. Hey, like, <laughs> major major league reference. It's still shitty, yeah. you know. But yeah, okay, you're giving it to Cheyenne. I'm going with Johnny, bro. Just Johnny. Just oh, yeah, man. Johnny brings the comedy. He's funny. Uh, I put Miguel down as well for his leadership. For him bringing up the Rocky Three reference, 
And I had put silver, dude. But you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with you and go with Crease. So I got Johnny, Miguel, and Crease. I had silver too, but at the end, uh, I think I made a last minute change because I'm like, he's gonna have a. Well, I don't want to say, but we're we're gonna mention him more as the yeah. season progresses. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, off the bat, I was like, oh, silver. But the, as we talked about it, and that's what we do, right? We talk about this and we go through each, the the scenes that we enjoyed. And then I was like, no, nah, you're right, Crease. And obviously, Crease is lying, right? People expect Man of Rights to pack it in. I love that. But I still yeah. have some fight left in me. That's good, brother. All right, man. So here's the last category, brother. All Valley Trophies. So with All Valley Trophies, what we do is we rank it on a scale of zero. All Valley Trophies to five being the top. And hey, we've even given out some sevens <clears throat> when Allie Mills came out. But yeah, All Valley Trophies, brother. How many are you giving it for this episode? Let's begin. I'm going to go a little modest. I'm going to just, um, I'm going to go three, 3.5, 3.5. I'm, I'm surprised go 3. you're going so low, bro. Really? Why? Tell me, tell us. No, nothing major, nothing major, but I just know that as the season progresses, it's, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna bring us some more. Oh, I don't want to spoil it, but it's, it's just, um, like I said, I'm I'm being modest, man. You know what? I could easily go with a four, but I'm gonna go three point five. Nothing bad, nothing bad. I like the episode. You know. What I'm okay. Saying? I'm just I'm holding it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going with a four. I'm going with a four. I give it four trophies. I like it. Definitely, the end wanted me to keep watching it, and that's how we were. Like, oh shit! Like, let's go. Come on, let's see episode two. Episode two. <laughs> uh, so let me let me ask you: out of the the first episodes of the past four seasons. Where do you rank this one? So think about episode oh. one. Episode one from season one was was tight. Remember, he's yeah. like, "No, I'm going to be your sensei." That so that would that the one. The waking the snake. Yeah, yeah. waking the snake. Okay. That's a five. And then season two is uh, what was season two? When Crease, when Crease, oh, when Crease came back and he Chris tried to manipulate him with the trophy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's and that was good. Three yeah. was you know three was Miguel. It was uh, Miguel remember and, at, in the hospital. Yeah, and Johnny, you know, wanting to go see him. Okay, I, I think and... this one was better than season three and season two. Yeah, I don't think you can beat season one, episode one. No. That was tight. So, That's a five. I will put it in second. I'll put, I'll put it in second. second. Okay. I'll yeah, put you. it in second. All right, brother. All right. Well, hey, man, we did it, man. We got it again. We're starting up. So for the next ten weeks, man, we'll be coming in and breaking down episode by episode of cobra kai season four dude so yeah anything you want to share before we go brother no again man just hey grateful to be on this journey again with you man looking forward to reviewing the rest of the episodes and just you know sharing our thoughts and you know just grateful and thankful to everyone who takes time out of their day, of their day to listen to us man <laughs> for sure for sure well hey hope you guys who are listening you guys and girls who are listening hey we thank you so much for joining in on cobra kai never dies podcast as always if you're listening on spotify make sure to hit that follow button if you're listening on apple or google Podcasts, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and again if you've enjoyed you're enjoying the show make sure to share it with your family friends other cobra kai fanatics and we'll be back with episode two next week all right monty hey cobra kai say it say it cobra kai never dies you bet your ass all right brother <laughs> all right. later brother take care